Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios' Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and with me is my dear co-host and good friend, Chad. And another group. Yes, and how's it going today, Chad? Going pretty good, how about you, sir? Oh, not too bad. Uh, my snowblower. December! Yes. Yeah! We we had a it snowed today down here. I mean, and our our snowblower, our snowblower broke for the second freaking time this year. Wow. Yeah, and, and I mean, at least fortunately, it's not a lot of snow, and we were able to get most of the driveway done. But still, it's like we just had to deal with this back in April. Now I got to deal with it again. <sighs> Anyways, oh, you broke it big the big twenty seven inch snowfall in in April. Yeah, it's because the stuff we got, it was the white, uh, the white slushy stuff that I hate. And it's like, I, it's not as bad if it's the like the lighter powdery stuff. It's just that snow blowers aren't that good. At least in my opinion, they're not as good when you have, you know, the the wet heavy stuff. Right. Yeah. But anyways, we're yeah. not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about something fun. So we're going to be doing the second in our look at the black mirror tv series and by the way i thought i saw what not too long ago that they are renewing it for a fifth season oh really so yeah i haven't heard when it's supposed to come out but it looks like right now they are trying to get it for a fifth season yeah i don't know have you watched much of sabrina the the um the, the chilling adventures of sabrina yeah yes I liked okay. it, but I was a little disappointed at the end of the series. But uh, what you gonna do? Well, the series not done yet. They they renewed for season two. It comes out in February. That's true, and it's taken a drastic turn from uh, the stuff I remember. Cause like I never really watched the original series of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh but... yeah, this is not your this is not your parents or or our TGIF. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This is no, not no, your no. child's. Yeah, this is definitely not your child's uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But anyways. Oh, but it's a lot of fun. But anyway, I was just curious. So, Black Mirror Season 1, Episode 2. 15 Million Merits. And this is probably one of my uh, one of my favorite episodes. It's one of the ones that I, you know, I like to go back and watch every now and then. So, this one I thought was... A lot. I thought this one was a lot better than the the first episode because you, you know are it didn't. Correct, sir. <laughs> so now that you made it past the uh, the episode about in Making performing love to pigs, let's just yes. call it that. Yes. Uh, now that you got your past indecent acts performed on uh, pigs, now we can get into some of the more intelligent and better written stuff in. Um, at least some of these episodes, a lot of the upcoming episodes are a lot better in my opinion. There's still a couple that I don't, that are a bit weaker, but I, overall I enjoyed this episode. Well, it's a series that already has four seasons to its, to its name. Now, granted, there's not a lot of episodes per season, but it, they're four seasons in. So we'll see where it goes from there, especially now that they've renewed for a fifth. But this episode, this 15 million merits, the first what, 10 minutes, maybe? Like, nobody talks, except the one guy on the bike next to the main character. And 
you know, and it's really kind of weird because you don't know exactly what's going on. Because you've got this guy, he gets on a bike every day, and he pedals. And in the beginning of the show, you have no idea why. You have no idea what these merits up on the screen are. All you see is that they're like, I don't know if they're forced to watch certain amounts of TV or if they're forced to watch these shows that are on in front of them, but everybody's watching something as they do this, whether it's whether it's a digital form of them riding through the countryside or they have different shows you can watch. Um, the, the big the big focus one seems to be Top Star. Uh, Hot Shots. Which is, what's that? Hot Shots. Hot Shots? Okay, yep. sorry. Um, Hot Shots, which is like a an American Idol kind of thing almost. Yep, where, uh, reality talent show. Yeah, where you could get picked up to be on some stream, which is, you know, we, we know what streams are. We do those now. And But the first 10 minutes is very confusing. I was a little confused because nobody talks until basically the guy's in the bathroom and he hears a girl singing. Yeah, because just to go back again to the beginning... Um, yeah, because it wait it starts out you got a man waking up in a room that looks like he's surrounded by flat screen TVs, and then when all of a sudden it like you know this uh, animated countryside with this you know the alarm clock is this rooster that comes up, and you notice they're doing everything by motion control, right? Yeah, like the rooster starts the rooster starts you know doing its thing its call. And he just kind of reaches up and like knocks it off the fence. Yep. So these. Which I, uh, oh, kind of. What's that? Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of funny too, because yeah, it's like it shows that it's interactive with whatever the right. person's doing. And but yeah, we learned that the the man at the start of the episode is named Bing, uh, full name Bingham, but everyone just calls him Bing. And another thing we find out early on in the episode, he's next to another guy as they're pedaling their bikes and. You notice there's this heavier set person in yellow that's, you know, kind of cleaning right. up after everyone. And then, you know, he he scolds not being, I forgot the name of the guy that was uh, next to him. But he, you know, he come obviously he's this real jerk. And, you know, you see him be like that a lot during the uh, the episode where he's yelling at this woman because he can see her reflection in the TV screen. And that's where you learn that in this particular society, overweight people, you know, they're pretty much regulated to, you know, the most menial of tasks because they can't handle, you know, doing the bike. So they're picking up the trash and we could probably assume that they're they're delegated to other less than desirable tasks. And they're also very, very much discriminated against yes and and as i was watching that um what did they call them i forget bother a, guts what's that bother guts bother guts and i mean they had a one of the shows that this annoying guy would watch would be these bothered guts being forced food and then humiliated through you know like getting water sprayed on them when they had see-through clothing on and just it was as a bigger guy it was kind of hard to watch at first especially because you didn't because you didn't know what was going on yet yeah and you notice 
yeah, another thing I noticed is in that that episode in the first uh, thing that they're seeing, the uh, one of the women's, you know, when they're they're spraying them with the water, and of course everyone's laughing at these overweight people. This woman slips and falls, and when she gets back up, her you know her nose is bleeding, um, you know, so she's been hurt, but they still keep spraying her. So you, right. you got to feel sorry for the, those people because it's like they're treated like garbage, and it's like okay, you're being humiliated for our entertainment. Well, it's like there's a saying. It's, you know, it's only funny until someone gets hurt, then it's hilarious. And that was kind of the thing where it was like, okay, the, even though this woman was hurt, they still kept spraying her with the water because that was the entertainment. Right. And, and then there were other shows. I mean, let's just run through these. Like I said, there was, there was, um, hot shots, hot shots. There was this one. And then there was the Wraith, the Wraith women, Wraith babes. Wraith Babes, which was also kind of disturbing um, in its own way because it's like they're watching porn, basically, as they pedal bikes. And it's just like nobody cares. It's like just a thing that you do. Well, Chad, Chad, what else yes. are you going to what else were you planning to do with that hand? That's true. <laughs> but yeah, the and another thing you learn, you notice early on is that if people want to try to skip past the a show that they don't they know one of these commercials for one of these shows they don't want there's a penalty uh they have to pay some right. of their merits they take it from their merits and also later on in the episode when bing wants to mute one of his you know the shows one of these wraith babes episodes that's coming up again he you know he's forced to pay a penalty in order to mute the audio and so you kind of wonder exactly what's happening that everyone is controlled like this and how how this society got to that point because um well later on in the episode well oh uh, bing is you know he's there's this wraith babes thing and he doesn't feel like watching it so he closes his eyes and all of a sudden right. like the screens around him in it his room was. turn red and, and there's pull. this yep and there's this high-pitched noise that says resume viewing resume viewing resume viewing and it keeps going like this until he starts watching it. It's like, so yeah, after seeing that, never complain about commercials on TV ever again. Right. And, you know, to think no about kidding. it, it's like, you know, I get pissed off when I have to, you know, hit that skip button uh, for a U- an, uh, an ad before a YouTube program I want to watch. So never complain about that again, right? Right. But the long, the long and the short of it is, so this guy, Bing... Meets this girl, Abby. She's the one that was standing in the toilet. And, and that's another and he, thing. Oh, go yeah. ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, that's another thing I noticed. It's like, okay, they have co-ed bathrooms in this yep. society. Yep. I was, I was kind of getting to that. So, and the funny part is, is he thinks she's got this beautiful voice. And the first time they just kind of like lock eyes, but that's about it. Um, they say a couple words. He says something stupid, and she leaves. And then, then his these wraith babes appear on the mirror, and he kind of waves it away, but he loses merits for it. And she just seems kind of a little bit disgusted by the whole thing. So I'm wondering if viewing is different for men and women because we never really see what the girls watch other than Hotshot. So I, I I'm assuming viewing is different. But anyway. Yeah, and there, then there's this one, this apparently this interactive uh, music thing where a woman was like, she was making motions like she was playing a violin, and her little 
avatar or dongles, you know, as they called them, you know, was doing the same thing too. But yeah, she, yeah, she seemed a little put off by the, how that Wraith babes just started to, that just kind of popped up at the moment. But, and also during, at this point in the episode, we find out there's another woman and I don't, I didn't catch if they ever mentioned her name. I don't think so, but it was, it was kind of this little love triangle thing because this girl, which I don't think they ever named her, um, obviously liked Bing and Bing never saw her, you know, not, I guess maybe never saw her isn't the right word, but never saw her as an, a possible, you know, mate or anything like that. Like he did Abby. Yeah, because uh, early, again, earlier in the episode, there was a part where, because there's these vending machines that you go to for food, and he was trying to get like an apple or something, and then it wouldn't come out, and he was about to walk away, and this woman comes in and says, okay, with this one, you got to, you know, do this here, and she there's teaches him the secret of getting food out of that particular vending machine, and you have to wonder, it's like, okay, again, what brought the world to this state because he mentions it about something being, you know, grown in a Petri dish. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. And we do, so. eventually, we do eventually find out. We'll get to that. But, so, he hears this girl singing in the bathroom. She leaves. Now, to get on this hot shot show, we find out in, a, in either the next scene or the, the scene after that, that it costs 12 million credits. And that's a lot of credits. And now they've been showing his credits throughout. He's got like 15 million or something, yep. just over 15 million credits. So he's talking to her. Um, eventually, there's another scene with the two of them talking in the lunchroom because she has a problem with the apple. So he shows her the trick to get the apple. And he thinks she should go try out for this hot shot. And she's like, I don't have 12 million credits to do this, you know. And he's like, well, I've got the credits because my brother passed away last year, and so his credits were gifted to me, and that was 12 million credits. He's like, and I don't want to spend it on, you know, new clothes for my avatar or my dongle or a new haircut or, you know, he he finds all this stuff just to be kind of pointless in the whole works of it all. Um, I don't know what else you can do with your merits. They never really say. But I would assume they get charged merits to buy food and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because there's a scene where he's uh, getting his, um, you know, some toothpaste to brush his teeth. And, you know, as he squeezes it, you know, the the number of merits he has goes down a little bit. So, yeah, it's pretty much these merits are what we would use as money in our society. So, yeah, you we see people use it to buy food, stuff for their avid, you know, their dongles. And then... Um, you know, toothpaste. So we assume that probably just about anything they use these, you know, these merits for. Right. So he takes the time and he talks her into it. He's like, I will gift you this ticket to go on the hot, to hot shots. If you're, if you'll do it. And that's the way it started. And she kept making excuses. And finally he's like, I'm just going to do this. You're going to do it. And it's going to be tomorrow. So he's back in his little cubicle then, and he finds out that it's not 12 million merits, but it's 15 million merits to buy a ticket to be on hot, hot shot. So he takes the hit. It drops him down to like 
8,700 merits or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, his balance really goes down. But she goes, she auditions, um, and it's in front of three judges. And I, the only one I can remember is Wraith. And uh, he's kind of got these adult channels. Yeah, then there's also Judge Charity and then Judge Hope, which when I first saw that, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, they're definitely uh, they're definitely making um, – I'm not sure the best way to say it, but they're definitely – they definitely have American Idol in mind because, yes. you know, the idol – you know, the, the judge, judge is there. Would be, your, would be your Simon Cowell, and then Judge Wraith would be kind of like your Randy Jackson, mm-hmm. and then you had Judge – uh, charity who would be like an amalgamation of all the women you know your your uh i can't even think of it now but uh yeah who was uh, who was the female judge well, it wasn't mariah she, no mariah carey wasn't on there but what was her name paula abdul paula okay it was paula abdul yeah yeah it would be paula abdul and there's been a few others i mean i stopped watching idol probably season six or seven um, <laughs> i don't think i haven't made it that far it's like it's one of the things where maybe I watched a little bit of it when, if my wife was watching it, but it wasn't okay. must-see TV for me. In the very beginning for my wife and I, it was very much must-see TV. We, season one, and we liked different parts of it. Like, I liked the early stuff when they would bring people in that couldn't sing, you know, and it was just a train wreck sometimes. I you enjoyed know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, you know, the thing that's kind of sad is I was reading an article by someone that was explaining what exactly how it really worked, where, you know, most of the people there didn't see, you know, didn't get to that point before the three judges. You know, usually you had to, yeah, usually you had to go through like, you know, like two, three rounds or so before you got to the judges. And someone did a little, you know, did a little uh, picture they made up where it had... Do you remember William William Hung? Yep. Yeah, he was one of those she guys. She bang, she bang. <laughs> yeah, he, and I remember, um, you know, someone was uh, made a graphic where he was talking about that. It's like, and then think about it. This person had to go through at least three judges. And there was one that did make me kind of suspicious about how, if the show was really set up or not. Because what was her name? I think it was Carrie Underwood. When because I remember okay. watching her premiere and she had this video yep. that she had. It's like, okay, does everyone bring a did like? I, I just wonder. Okay, is it a common thing where everyone kind of brings the well, then maybe not everyone, but you know, people would bring these little promotional videos, which no, but I think it was because of the levels. Like they went, you know, she probably went through like level one or two, and they're like, okay, this girl has possibilities, so they sent a a camera crew out there. To, you know, put this story together because she was this poor girl from a poor town in the South and yada, 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 which is great. Those are great stories. Whether they're they're contrived or not is hard to say. I mean, we only know what they tell us. But anyway. Um, you know what? Speaking of Carrie Underwood, there is one song of hers that just every time I hear it, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. When okay. he cheats, you know, the oh. one where she's talking about, you know, she's at the bar with her boyfriend and, you know, he's flirting with some other girl and, you know, she's talking about how she's probably drinking some fruity drink cause she can't handle whiskey. And then she goes outside and trashes his car. And it's like, yep. cause I, I used to be a welder. 
and the factory that I worked at, they, I, there were many days I was forced to listen to Y100, the worst country music station on the planet, I swear, because they always played the same few songs. I would have to sit in an eight-hour shift. I would have to sit through that f***ing song three, sometimes four times during an eight-hour shift. Oh, yeah. Anything like that, any top 40 station, whether it's country or contemporary or whatever, it's horrible. And that's why I hate top 40 music for the most part is because you listen to the same 10 songs four times a day. Yeah, and it's you know? like that's so yeah, it's like that song is like nails on a chalkboard for me and well, just cuz I said like when the... Go ahead, finish it, up. It, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like just said when you're forced to listen to that song like, you know, several times a day, five sometimes six days a week. Yeah, it's like like I said just Anyways, back to the topic. Yeah, I mean, what I, well, I was going to say what I hate about that song was the story it told and the fact that my girls were probably in their early teens or tweens. And they would listen to that song and be like, Dad, it's such a good song. And I'm like, no, because this is this is not the kind of story you should be hooking on to, you know? This is not the way people in the real world do things. Or it should be the way. Yeah, it's just because your boyfriend cheats on you, that's no reason to vandalize his car. Because in the real world, that'll get you in jail. Right. And if your boyfriend cheats on you, he's not worth it. Move on. Mm -hmm. It's just not real, you know, and sure, you can make all the arguments, but real men don't do that. Yep, exactly. So getting back to the story at hand. So the, he gets, yeah, uh, Bing gets Abby the ticket and they go to the audition. And again, there's all these people. Um, and then there was that woman that's obviously been waiting there for a while and is really upset about the fact that, you know, she hasn't been um, auditioned yet. And, uh, you know, again, she was she really gets well, upset. I can ab- see, can't I? Yeah, she really. Yeah, she really gets upset because Abby gets in there before, you know, before she does. Like almost instantly. Yeah. And they they give her a drink called Compliance which again is kind of a little uh taste of things to come. So she goes out and it's a drug it's a drug drink so that they're not not thinking clearly. Violent? Yeah. So well she goes out and she sings her song which again they're the judges are like, well, well of course judge Wraith is like, you know, telling her, you know, you should pull up that shirt. I want to, you know, cuz she's obviously see your Yes. That's and pretty sad. Yep. And, uh, you know, after, but she goes on, she sings her song and then, uh, you know, the judge hope, uh, the, you know, the one that's supposed to be like a Simon Cowell character. He's like, that was without a doubt, you know, he's kind of going on and stunning it out. And he's like, that was pretty good. But then again, he went on about how, however, we don't have, you know, that we don't really have room for just a pretty good singer. Right. You know, because they got, just got so many that you had to really be truly exceptional. And that's when Wraith uh, proposes that, you know, because she had this innocence thing going on, you know. And mm-hmm. so they're like, yeah, we could really work with you on there. And then they, so they, 
because probably because of the compliance drink that she had uh, to take, she agrees and she's going to be on Wraith's pornography channel, Wraith Babes. And, you know, again, you see the, uh, you know, of course, everyone's clapping and cheering like, you know, you don't have to pedal a bike anymore. You just got to do pornography. And, you know, so she that's pretty much the last we. Yeah, she agrees to it. And that's about I mean, the only time we see her be after that is just on the Wraith Babe show. They were doing the previews. So right. we get back to Bing. And again, one of the things they show, just going back to how overweight people are treated, you know, one of these interactive video games they have is you're basically wandering around this room, you know, shooting, you know, the, the people in the yellow suits. And yep. while he's in there, he sees an advertisement for Wraith Babes come up and he sees Abby on it. So again, and he since he can't skip it because he doesn't have any merits... And again, he tries closing his eyes, but then the high pitch becomes too much and he's forced to, you know, he's forced to watch it. And it, he can't mm-hmm. leave the room because it says, you know, room locked during commercial. Now, how would that be in real life if you couldn't leave your house during a commercial? I mean, what if your house caught on fire? Right. I know what you're saying, but I don't know if the rest of the world is set up that way or if it's just these people that do the pedaling. Because we never really see the outside world. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably for the people who are on the lower end of the of this, you know, social status. Because in a way, I'm, I'm assuming there's probably four. In a way, I can kind of see a similar similarity to Hinduism, how they've got the caste system. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like that's kind of the same thing in this particular world here, where you know you've got your yellow, pe- you know, the yellow people who are well, not the yellow people, the people who are yellow the overweight people at the bottom of the this uh you know this caste system and then you've got the mm-hmm. people who are doing the exercising you know pedaling the bikes they would that are wearing the gray uh then the next step up would probably be the people who managed to get free of that one because probably because of hot shots or something like that right. and then you'd have these i would picture the three judges as kind of that top cast that top tier you know, the who get to make all these decisions, you know, who they kind of decide who gets to escape pedaling the bike and who doesn't. Right. And, you know, the thing about that is it's during her audition that we find out why everybody's pedaling. And everybody's pedaling because they're making electricity. Mm-hmm. Because there's not enough electricity in the world. So this is your, their job is to pedal they earn merits, which allow them to live in these little cubicles and whatever. But it sounds like outside of that, the world's not a very good place. I mean, if your choice is to pedal a bike for X amount of hours a day, they never really say how long or whatever, over like living in the real world, to me anyway, I see that, that, that the real world here is not a good place to be. Yeah, and I'd like to talk cool. about, touch about that later after we finish the episode. So, okay. well, anyway, so he starts trying to bash at the screens in his room, and, you know, he has a shard that breaks free. You know, and I almost wonder how many merits did they charge him to repair that? Because, again, when right. we do see him again, his room is repaired. Right. So, And his merits, um, when they start that little montage of him building his merits, they're at zero. Yep. So, so, yeah, he 
So it shows him then going, that's this montage where he is, you know, he's living frugally. Like when he's doing his toothpaste, he just gives it a really tiny squirt. Um, also, you know, he, he used that trick he learned about that one vending machine where he would wait for people to come up and if, when they couldn't get their stuff and they walked away, he'd go get it. And then we also saw him try, uh, steal food from people every now and then, you know, if they walked away. Right. And things like the toothpaste, too. I mean, where he was earlier in the episode, he was using five or six merits to brush his teeth. He was now using one or two. Yep. So he was scooping on everything. Yep. But eventually he gets to the 15 million merits and he gets his yep. ticket to the show. And I, I do like uh, the actor's performance when he went there. He had kind of this emotionless thousand yard stare going on. Yep. You know, and then he, so again, he gets to his audition. And of course, when they ask him what you do, when you know what he does, he's like, I'm an entertainer. Right. So he, he gets his chance to go up in front of the judges and he starts doing, you know, his, you know, a dance and starts going crazy. The audience starts booing, but then that's when he pulls the shard out and threatens to kill himself. And of course, you know, Wraith is like, now, let me ask you this. Is that what you were expecting him to do? Because that's not at all what I was expecting him to do. What I was expecting him to do was to attack Wraith. Yeah, I was expecting him to use the shard to attack someone else, not threaten to kill himself. But he gets their attention, and eventually he, he starts going on and on about how, you know, the, the, the situation that they're in where all they do is just, you know, they're pedaling bikes to you know, to get non-existent things for non-existent, uh, you know, these non-existent avatars that they have. And after all this, you know, this ranting, this, this tantrum he's throwing, uh, one of the judges, Hope, gives him the opportunity to, on his channel, where now he only has to work twice a week, a half hour. And as the show is closing... You know, he shows him, you know, he's doing a rant holding the, the shard to his neck and, you know, people are, um, you know, still there watching while pedaling their bikes. And, you know, there's some guys kind of, you know, nodding along in agreement. And, you know, someone's even looking at possibly getting a little uh, glass shard accessory for his dongle. And yeah, I thought that I'm like, God, talk about marketing, you know? Yep. And then he, so when he's finally done with his recording, it shows that he's living in much larger quarters and he goes up and, you know, he looks, I'm assuming it probably, he, cause when he, after he's done recording, he walks over to a desk where he keeps his glass shard. He gets, you know, pours himself of what looks like a glass of orange juice and then looks out this large picturesque. We, I mean, it doesn't really say whether it's a window where he's actually looking at the real world. Or if it's just another screen and it's just maybe right. he, he has enough merits now where he can, um, you know, he can afford cooler uh, images. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so what's your opinion? Do you think that it, he was looking at the real world or do you think it was just another video, you know, artificial reality? I, think, I honestly think it was just another video. I don't think that's what the real world looks like in yep. that world. It just doesn't. It doesn't strike me as being, unless his new quarters are somewhere like 
Okay, I'm going to go to the Hunger Games here because it's the easiest way to explain this. Unless he's like in the capital city where everything's beautiful and picturesque and perfect because those people lie to themselves that the rest of the world is like that. See, I'm more inclined to believe it's probably a video because everything seems to take place in the same community, uh, you know, because it doesn't give any indication that they had to travel very far to get to this Hot Shots thing. Right. But that's one of the things exactly. I like. And, and I would tend to agree with you, but I'm just saying that the only other option, if if it is the real world, it's because he's somewhere else. That's true. So overall, I really like this episode. One of the things that really intrigues me and gets me thinking about it, and this probably comes from me being a gamer and being interested in world building and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What happened to cause the world to get to this point? Again, we know that they're pedaling the bikes to generate energy. But, you know, it's like, okay, what happened? Is it just that uh, the place that the, you know, the country or the land that, the, you know, this this place is located in, are they the only ones out of energy or is the entire world out of energy? Did the world go through a nuclear war? Was it, you know, and are they maybe living in a huge underground bunker? Um, maybe are they... Uh, you know, is it, was there an environmental catastrophe? Again, what caused this to, to go on? To me, the way, the way it played to me, and I don't know if this is right, and it's not one of the ideas you brought up either, is just simple overpopulation. Because now they're growing their food in Petri dishes. There's not enough electricity, so there's these people that pedal bikes to basically play the, the, the gerbil. And make electricity. And so I think, to me, it kind of plays more like just simple overpopulation. I mean, how many people can really fit on planet Earth? That's true. I mean, we, really, we really don't know, but there's a lot of us here already. Yeah, and the other thing that I often think about, I thought about, is like, okay, what about families? Because we know that Abby mentioned that song that she sang. She learned it from her mother, and she did mention something about possibly moving to another place with her sisters. I didn't quite catch it because I couldn't, um, because it was a little quiet the way they said it. But it mm-hmm. almost wonders: okay, are there there's are there various different bunkers or you know these these communities where people live in? Are they the same where it's all people just pedaling, pedaling, pedaling? But eventually, you get those lucky few that manage to break three of that. Uh, that particular role well you know i did notice um in one of the scenes where he was going in after he started building his merits and he was going in before anybody else was there uh, he turned into i believe it was like 35 was the number above the door and that hallway you could see 34 33 you know so there's obviously i mean this all took place in this one alcove kind of but there's more of those you know, it's not just these 12 or 14 people, how many ever bikes were in there that are creating electricity for everyone. There's a lot of these places. So, I, it's hard to say. It's You know, because we don't have enough of the backstory, it's, I think, and I think they probably do that on purpose to make us wonder these questions, exactly what we're talking about here. But uh, w- without knowing for sure, it's hard to say. Yeah, that's true. And it's almost like 
Because I know occasionally you'll see an episode of a TV show like, well, this really only applies to anthology series. And sometimes in um, Twilight Zone, when I'd watch the occasional episode of that, uh, you know, some of these self-contained episodes, you have to wonder what caused the situation to occur. Um, But yeah, I, I don't think it interfered with my enjoyment of the episode, but it's just one of those things where it makes you kind of think. And again, families. Well, we know people are still having families, but there's a question of okay, what happens? Are you know do you know do 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 people eventually have the opportunity to escape this you know this uh, life of just pedaling bikes where they can eventually start families? Are they the privileged few? Does everyone get the opportunity to have a family? I mean, I would assume that you could probably get. Uh, the, you know, you how many probably, merits does it take for the, how many merits does it take for the government to allow you to have kids? That's true. Or how many merits does it take to get into a bigger, better, uh, you know, bigger, better living quarters? So right. yeah, a lot of interesting things to think about, but I think probably the, it's pretty obvious that the main focus of this episode, I think they were talking a lot about, uh, they were taking aim at the whole reality tv and you know these mm-hmm. contest tvs where you know most of us yeah we oh, come on let's let's look at the life these people have would you want to live your life just sitting there pedaling a bike and watching a, a you know a, a tv all the time no yeah exactly I wouldn't. yeah <laughs> so it's like but you know we, we all dream of getting to that point where we can have our dream job or we can you know, get by and have a better life doing something we actually like as opposed to, you know, just sitting there doing our day in, day out, you know, doldrum mm-hmm. of a job. Hey, so, if I could do this all the time and get paid to do this versus what I do Monday through Friday, I would do that. I'm I sure would you love would that too. That. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and again, it's just because, you know, it's all about being able to take that financial risk. I mean, and yeah, both of us would love it if all we could do is just do podcasts and do writing and stuff like that for a living. But unfortunately, none of neither of us is independently wealthy where we can afford to do that. Nope. So I think that that's probably the main thing they were talking about is the whole... Um, you know, this whole idea of, you know, reality TV and how to, but you have to almost wonder, did Bing really come out ahead in the end? Yeah. You don't know. We don't know enough to say. Yeah. Did he really escape? Did he really escape? But are you escape? I mean, is it escape? Okay. Let's say you and I get lucky. And we can start doing this full time. Is it any different than having to go to work Monday through Friday? Because now we've got to find, we've got to write all the time. We've got to do a hell of a lot more podcasts than we're doing now, which includes editing, adding, distract, you know, taking away from each of these uh, things. Is it better? Did we escape anything? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess in now in our case here, given a choice, yeah, if I could actually make decent money doing this, 
I mean, one of the problems I know, and see, here's the thing you got to consider, Chad. Yeah. Since both of us work, you know, full-time jobs, if we were able to make enough money doing podcasting and stuff like that, then, and we didn't, we could quit our day jobs and that would give us 40 more hours a week, you know, 40 or more hours a week where we could, you know, write and, uh, you know, produce these podcasts and do the editing and mm -hmm. stuff. And right. the reason I, I sometimes wonder, okay, is Bing really ahead? Because, okay, he is working now for Judge Hope's channel. For so, okay, an hour a week. Yep, an hour a week. But, and again, this is one of the things where I think the viewer is left uh, to interpret. But what if, like, his ratings drop? You know, what if people stop watching his program on his stream? Then what happens? Does he have to go back to the bike? Well, and that's the same question for us. Okay. So what happens if you and I, let's say, get lucky and we do this, and after five years, our listenership goes down, our Patreons go down, people stop listening. We got to go back and we got to find that 40-hour hour week job again to make ends meet. True. So I would assume so if he stops getting the followings and the people watching, then, yeah, I would assume he would either end up back on the bikes or maybe even something worse, like even in a lower tier. Yeah, because and that's another thing that, that I wonder if they, you know, another thing to consider is, okay, what if, you know, those people in the yellow suits, you know, what's life like for them when they're not picking up after everyone? Do they, you know, do they ever have the opportunity to, you know, break out of that cycle, which again, they don't address and, well, we saw it the we saw it in the other way because there was the one guy that was bicycling behind Bing and the really annoying guy, um, kind of back away from them in the same alcove. And the one annoying guy was always saying how he's never going to make it; he's going to drop out. And then the following day, he's in a yellow suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we know it goes that way. That's true. But yeah, good question. Does it come back the other way? Can these belly guts or gut busters or whatever they call them? Bother guts. Bother guts. If they lose weight, can they move up to a bike? You Possibly. Know, that's a good... But those are things that we can maybe ponder all we want on another date. So I think we're ready to draw this episode to a close here. So your final opinion on the episode 15 Million Merits. You know, in a, in a really strange way i really enjoyed it i think it brings to the forefront some different aspects of the world we live in now even you know people who and it's not as bad as it has been in the past but people who are bigger you know guys who are overweight out of shape that kind of stuff they kind of get relegated down to a certain standing in the world that you know they might be better than what they're given. These people that go on reality shows and they make it big, but usually on these reality shows, they're a flash in the pan. I mean, there's a lot of them who, yes, have had the long run, Carrie Underwood, you know, a few other ones. But then there's those that, you know, they put out an album or two albums and they just kind of disappear. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and I think that's what this show was doing. It's kind of saying, you know, Yes, this is great, but is it really? And we kind of asked that question. Um, but I did really enjoy the show. I think it gives people a lot of things to think about. 
And out of the few that I've seen so far, I would definitely recommend skip episode one, start on episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What about you? But, what, are, what are your thoughts on this one? I like it. And for a lot of the same things, because again, it really made me think about, you know, the, what happened to the world that caused it to get to this situation. But again, I also did like, uh, as you, you know, you were saying how there's a question of reality TV and how I, a lot of people out there, I'm sure they dream of making it big on reality TV or YouTube is another good example. You know, there's people that they dream that, you know, they can, you know, why should I go to college or why should I get an education? You know, I can, maybe I can just make it big on YouTube and I can become like PewDiePie and I can make, you know, millions and millions of dollars just by doing shows about video games. And, but don't, you know, the, I think what happened with Abby, because again, remember, uh, Bing thought it's like she had the voice of an angel. She had this, you know, really, really good voice. And he really put these expectations on her. So she goes there and she's fine. She finds out that they just consider her pretty good. But, you know, there's not. And this is almost kind of like in the real world where it's that shattered expectation where. Right. Yeah, I'm sure there's because uh, a few years ago, uh, Barack, President Barack Obama, I remember he did a speech for some uh, high school students and he was trying again. He was encouraging them to stay in school and I, I don't remember his exact words, but to paraphrase, okay. he was like, you know, don't, you know, you got to go out, you got to get an education, you know, don't plan on being able to, you know, go out and make millions of dollars playing basketball or football or being on a reality show. And again, what he was trying to hit home is that, yes, there are people who do get, you know, I think anyway, this is what he was probably trying to uh you know, trying to get across is that, yes, there are people who, you know, they do get, they do get big, you know, they do end up getting that sweet contract in the NBA or the NFL. And, you know, they do become millionaire athletes or movie actors or reality stars, but most of us aren't going to get there. So you got to have that backup plan, um, you know, so you don't end up like the people in this episode where they're basically just stuck pedaling bikes all, all for their lives. Right, so, right. but like I said, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. And I, yeah, I think I agree with you, Chad. If uh, anyone listening to this episode, if you haven't had a chance to see Black Mirror, yeah, start with this episode and maybe come back to National Anthem later on. <laughs> yeah, maybe do that one after you're in a few episodes, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we end this episode, Chad, why didn't you tell us about the Eclectic Media Project? Well, the Eclectic Media Project is a conglomerate of people who, who do things such as podcasting. Um, so we have a place where people can come to us. We will get their podcast out on Podbean, the same place we put our podcast. Um, we also have an artist corner, which we've had submission to now. So we've got an artist up and going. We also have a corner for budding writers, people that want to do short stories or long stories or or whatever, to have people look at them and, you know, uh, get an audience going, that kind of stuff. We've got that. Um, we, uh, we can be found in a few different places. Um, you can find us on the web at eclecticmediaproject.com. 
You can find us on Podbean at Eclectic Media Project, iTunes as Eclectic Media Project, um, Facebook as Eclectic Media Project, and coming soon, if I can ever get it figured out, we'll also be on Spreaker. So that's us. Uh, come check us out. Come check out the website. It's kind of all laid out right there, and uh, we can go from there. Okay, well, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in today. And thanks for listening and have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and we'll catch you next time. Adios. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.